It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host, Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have all the sports. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Uh, Kyle, man, there's so many today. There's so many things to celebrate today. What are you going to uh, pick? I, uh, the pre, we had a whole pre-show meeting about it. Which one are you going to pick? Uh, National Internet Friends Day. Hey. That's yeah. us, Internet Friends. Yeah. I understood I, that reference. There's so many today, Kyle. National Clean Out Your Computer Day. And for you guys, that would mean taking your computer and throwing it out the window. That's how you clean it. <laughs> oh, I just don't know what type of exceptions you have with mine. There's a couple that Chris told me you know I wasn't exactly allowed to what celebrate. He has with yours, and it's the logo on the back of it. Correct. And that's it. Yeah. That is it. Um, National Jamie Day. Shout out Jamie Eisner. Um, National Wingman Day. Okay. Kyle Cheddar Day. National Radio right Day. Oatmeal Monday. What? Um. Wing day is the day after the Super Bowl. It feels wingman little... wingman day. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. So if you need a wingman, you could sell if you have a wingman in your life, you could celebrate that person today. Um, Happy post Super Bowl 57 day. Everybody's O and O, baby. Right. Well, that's not true. You'll you'll get um, you'll get offseason wins and losses and. That's that's a whole those don't count. Yeah, it's a whole different conundrum. They don't they don't track those formally, but um, yeah, it will be something we will be acknowledging and talking through as the wins and losses come throughout the course of the offseason. Happy one month until the opening of the league calendar. Is that accurate or was that last year's date? Was close. It's March 15th. Yeah, the 15th. So So Wednesday is when we can celebrate that day. Yeah, you can. Okay. you know, you can get that jersey then, Kyle. You got a couple more weeks to make sure. Jersey. what, What jersey? Uh, who's wearing 21 there in South Beach? Uh, it was Eric Rowe. Let's oh, open it up. Okay. 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 Um, so the, <laughs> the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They did. That happened. That did. Um, as it would turn out, it's foolish to give them 14 points and expect to win a game, you know, even if you're leading at halftime. But um, I mean, we're going to obviously get into it, but the, the legacy in Kansas City is unbelievable right now. Uh, they've, been to three of the last four Super Bowls. The last five AFC Championship games have been played in Kansas City. Uh, two Super Bowls but now for no, Pat Mahomes, two MVPs. Them, no one respects Right. Them, and how many times have I sat here and said that the best teams in the world are the ones that can manufacture disrespect? I watched Tom Brady hoist the Lombardi Trophy seven different times, and every single time he said, nobody said we can do it. They said we were too old. Everybody counted us out. Well, that's all it takes. You ha- All you have to do is believe that, and what, for whatever reason, uh, the the teams that can manufacture the disrespect 
uh, seems to be uh, in good spots when it's all can, said and done. Can can we make a pact? We're just automatically going to pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Easy. Don't look at me. On Somebody up. on the show did it. Somebody on the show. And my exact reason was I'm not betting against that man. So I put don't real money on bet online yesterday on the, the they were they were the money line. They were the f- underdogs. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I told you I wanted the Eagles to win, but I thought the, the Chiefs would. So, I will tell you, I watched this occur in real time. I was at a Super Bowl party and when Mahomes got rolled up on again. Right. And he was limping off the field. Everybody there was buzzing in the room. Oh, it's over. The Eagles, they got a big lead. Mahomes is bang. Ten I just points turned is not the, a big lead. I turned I turned to the people I was with and I was like, don't do it. It's, I said, get get your money in now because they are going to win this game. The Chiefs are coming back. And sure enough, they did because you just don't don't bet against 15. You just don't do it. It's foolish. I have a proposition for the group. I'll listen. If where, where's the Super Bowl next year? Raiders I, Stadium, I, Vegas. Allegiant. Okay. They're growing the grass now. Same same deal. Well, yeah, let's they may, let's, <laughs> let's hope the Sod Fathers uh, yeah. learn some lessons. From, let's hope he's retired. I mean, my guy had a full on tweet campaign from everybody <laughs> under the sun. Never tweet. Never tweet. Never tweet. Even something as innocent as right the Arizona grass. It's been grown on a farm for 18 months for this moment. It's this pristine field. That turned out to be a slip and slide. So congratulations on that. That's great. We should have we should have known, Joe, that the state of Arizona would have dropped the ball when it comes to grass. Because I've seen what the yeah. the ground vegetation looks like out there. That's a great point. Yep. Every time I'm there, I'm like, there's no freaking grass here. Correct. We should have known. And then their their grass is like Brillo spray painted Brillo pad is like what their grass actually is. <laughs> it's all rough and coarse and scratchy and dense and Dude, I'm, I think that's a great point. Anywhere that you have to bring in water from outside, you know, from other states to, to, to get to, the grass right, maybe you, you should have just grown man. the grass somewhere else. You know, you know. What's your what's your uh, big pact or whatever you want to do here? Uh, I would like us, provided it is feasible for us all to do this. Oh boy! I would like us to be in town for the Super Bowl next year for the game. So we can watch. I'm not saying go to the game unless we get credential to go to the game or whatever. But go to Vegas. Obviously, there's there's the pomp and circumstance of the week building up to the game. But then, like, go to a casino sports book environment and watch the game together. I would very much think that would be a very fun thing to do if it is feasible for all of us to commit to doing that. I'm in. I I will condition. There'll be conditions to my acceptance here. If the Bills are playing or not? Yeah, the Bills are playing, and I, yeah, I, I and I don't blame you because I would not yeah. want to watch my team playing the Super Bowl in public either. Then so, the, Dolphins too. I mean, no, we're good. We'll be fine. We'll be there. You would go there. I mean, it's same true for you. You're gonna go. I mean, no I, I might say I would be a better internet friend than you. And if the Dolphins were playing, and I made the commitment to yeah. go with my friends right now, I'd probably <laughs> go. But yeah, but I, I put the parameters on right now. It's true. He did. He did set the conditions. At the, Chris, at if the, the Jets are in, you're going. I, I don't have to worry about that. Did you see what my Nobody, offensive coaching I mean, staff's going to be in 2023? <laughs> We're good. I, I don't have to worry about that. We'll be there. Okay. Fun fact about the, the Jets. Better Super Bowl odds for 2024 right now than my Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, you should mean, take that. It's not. I thought I saw the Dolphins were at plus 8,000. The Jets are better uh, than that? The, well, the, the Jets that I saw were uh, plus 2,500, and the Dolphins were plus 3,000. Oh, you know me, math, numbers, retention. Yeah, yeah. draft needs to do math. Mm-hmm. Well, the Chiefs are the favorites, and that's not good. Draft dudes do math. 
when you're the gotcha. favorites, you don't you don't win it. I think it's only happened like three times ever. So it's been a good uh, the Jets run. Are pl- the Jets are plus twenty five hundred, according to our friends over at Bet Online. The Dolphins are plus twenty eight hundred. I know what it's like to be the uh, Super Bowl favorite. So you don't you're back, don't you're, recommend don't recommend don't if recommend you don't win the Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> uh, so now you're back in your comfort zone, not the Super Bowl favorite. Right, this is a good spot to be. Pressure's um, off, you know. I think my big takeaway from the game, mm-hmm. I can tie it back to a commercial that played in the first half of the game, which for my money was the worst commercial uh, that played throughout the entire. Tu- Tubi was in the game. second half, so um, correct. It was not a Tubi commercial. Wow. Did we catch Serena Williams lifting the any given Sunday life's just a game of inches speech? I didn't see it. Yeah, you you probably did see it and just forgot it because it was that blase and that horrible. But this is the greatest speech for my money in the history of cinema. And yet Serena Williams do it. And she read it like she was reading off a uh, note card. Just like this. And so I have a big What about the inches are we need are everywhere? Did she did she not? She said that. She said that. But but do the you, inches you we have need, a Pacino- the the inches we need are everywhere around us. Oh, you gotta no. look at the person. Yeah, right. So it was it was awful because I have a huge soft spot for any Saving Sunday. It's my favorite football movie. The Al Pacino speech is like goat tier moment in film for me. But I think about the heart of that speech and Life's just a game inches, and so is football. Uh, the, mar- the inches you need are everywhere around you. And I think about this game that was played, and I think it's very relevant that you could look at a punt from Aaron Sipos. Yeah, an absolute shit punt. was a straw that helped break the camel's back. Yeah. People are going to talk about the holding penalty and whether or not it was defensive holding or not defensive holding, and Bradbury falls on the sword after the game, and good for you and all that and whatnot. But, Joe, you mentioned uh, – it gave the Chiefs 14 points. Mm-hmm. You statistically dominated the game with the exception of an unforced error that was returned for a touchdown and a horrible punt that set the Chiefs up on the five-yard line. You had the third best uh, red zone offense in football this year. The Chiefs were 30th in red zone defense, and they forced you to kick two field goals in the red zone. Yeah. That's it. The, the Devontae Smith catch that was not a catch that I was stunned that they overturned based on inconclusive evidence. I couldn't believe that we, first of all, speaking of official reviews, that no one mentioned that Dallas Godert pinned that ball against his helmet and that there was no bobble on the review. How, did, how, how was that, that a catch? It was his a catch, Chris. No, how was it a catch? I, I thought he never got the second foot down after he reestablished. But he didn't. He never reestablished because the helmet was pinned. His the ball was pinned against his helmet with his right hand the entire time. I think the, I think the ball moved, but whatever. That's not the most egregious thing that the referee. They took an hour and a half to tell me that Devonte Adams, or Devontae Smith, didn't catch the ball. Right. So, game of margins, right? And in a game in which you had two very high-powered offenses, a lot of star power on the field. Kansas City, I think I saw they had 280 or 290 yards available to them in the second half from where they took possession to the goal line, and they got like 281 of 290 possible yards in the second half. That's a fun stat. And the only nine they didn't get was on the game-winning field goal that they purposely ran out the clock and did not score a touchdown. Yeah, wow. Just wild. Wild second-half performance. So you want to talk about Philadelphia. Look, 
they hit you with the same play in the low red zone on back-to-back possessions for touchdowns with the same return motion, and you didn't adjust. And I don't know if you saw this, Joe, but Ted Wynn pulled a clip from the Jaguars in the low red zone in week four when Doug Peterson, a.k.a. Andy Reid's protege, played the Eagles, and they did the Mm -hmm. same motion, and it prompted the same free release in the flat that was a busted coverage in Mm. week four. You had a bye week in the first Mm. round of the playoffs. You had a bye week between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. You don't sniff that out. Vic, Vic Vic, they hired Vic Fangio for two weeks for this. No, it's not true. I don't don't care what Adam. I don't care what Adam Schefter and uh, Ian Rappaport reported on game day. Fangio's been with the Eagles consulting all season long. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Yeah, I thought he was there all season long too. I thought you were like going to say that he wasn't there. No, he sure was. He was there much longer than the two weeks in the build up to the Super Bowl. So I don't know what lipstick they felt necessary to put on a pig, or if they wanted to formally get him under contract in the event that he would get a Super Bowl ring. If they wanted to get like, I don't know what it was, but like that's I just laughed. I'm like, okay. Schefter and Rappaport conveniently sniff out the day of the game that they the Eagles magically hired Big Fangio <laughs> for two weeks to help with the offensive side of the ball. Okay, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not buying it. Punters, man. That's it, tell me, tell me the chief, the Bengals don't beat the Chiefs if Drew Chrisman isn't their punter. Just line driving these things, giving them easy returns, man. Get yourself a good punter. Help you win games. I mean, also it helps when you have number fifteen playing quarterback for you. Of course, sure. But, but, can, but, I, can I? Okay. Oh, no, hold on. Can I give you a statistic that I think sums yeah. this up and okay. and should and should put him if he's not already there to some people in the rarefied. This is a unicorn. Things are different for him than they are for anybody oh, else. People aren't there. People aren't there. Uh, this statistic's going to tell you that that, okay. this, that this is true. Okay. Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl. He accounted for seventeen percent of the Chiefs' salary cap. I saw nobody. This has ever won a Super Bowl before Patrick Mahomes did with 17%, accounting for more than 12.5% of their team's mm. cap. If you don't think he's a unicorn and he can cover up the other deficiencies that your roster might have, there is the proof that you yeah. need. He's the only quarterback to ever do it. Everyone talks about the quarterback on the contract. Quarterback. This dude makes 17% of his team's cap. It's the first quarterback to ever be above 12.5 and win a Super Bowl. Different. I think the most important thing to take away from that is don't chase that. You can dream of that. You can aspire to have that. But if you chase that, you're you're never well, going what? to attain that. The Philadelphia Eagles might walk themselves into that situation. Because if they pay Jalen Hurts, he is going to take up more than 12.5% of their cap. Right. But I'm saying don't chase Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you get the next Patrick Mahomes. You know what the nope. quickest way to not get the next Patrick Mahomes is? Chase him. Make, yeah. make the decision to go draft the guy because of... Patrick Mahomes would say that that's who we we have to get the next that guy. Be the twelve and a half percent teams. Be the teams that do it that way. That's the that's the that's the uh, that's the the methodology that you should follow. Yeah, I think I think that number is great, Chris, and and certainly says a lot about Patrick Mahomes. I I he's the best player in the game. I think we've we we've known that for about five years now. I, I think the cherry on top is is what I've what I talked about last week with Brett Veach and how he's been able to hit some home runs in the draft without premium draft picks and and be real honest about players on the roster. I mean, it wasn't easy to, to trade away Tyreek Hill. It wasn't easy to let Tyron Matthew walk, right? Two huge pieces of your, of your situation there. Um, but he was able to do that and has been, I mean, he's made some, some calculated choices to like take some concessions and places on the roster and it's worked. And I, I think, I think that number is we should celebrate Patrick Mahomes, but we should also celebrate Brett Veach uh, for 
what he did with the other 80, good God, uh, 88 and a half percent of the cap. Yeah. Draft dudes do math. You want to run that by me again? You want to run that by me again? 17 and a half. If Mahomes, and a half makes, is, if, if Mahomes is 17% no, you don't of the cap. Tell, you just tell him it's 82 and a half and let's move And on. we add you know? 88% <laughs> to it. We go over 100, which you can't do unless you're the Saints. What okay? I, you can't I, operate I, draft dudes do cap. math. I wanted to, 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 to do Holy the bit, smoke. Chris. Clearly, uh, I know how to do subtraction. The, the other thing, well my biggest takeaway from the game, and not I'm not getting into the officiating nonsense. I'm just not. Not doing it. If you're the Eagles, right, I don't think you could play a better first half against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. You kept Mahomes off the sideline. You kept him on the sideline. You kept him off the field. You yeah. were able to run the ball. You were able to get everybody involved. Big plays from De- uh, Devonta Smith. Big plays from A.J. Brown. J1 Hurts in the running game. You kept them off the field. You moved up and down the field. Y- y- you played really well. Your one big mistake was a Jalen Hurts fumble that led to uh, directly to a touchdown. But that's it. Like You played the best possible version of football that you could play against the Kansas City Chiefs. You had a 10-point lead at halftime. And you still lost. Like, that's the tough pill to swallow. It's like, I don't think you could have played the first half any better. And yet it just all fell apart in the second half because Patrick Mahomes. Well, and, and Philadelphia, Chris, to your point, they were 13 of 20 on third and fourth downs. They possessed the they ball for 36 moved. minutes. They ran the ball effectively. They possessed the clock. They had a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. And they had a bombed punt. But if you're if you're assigning blame, well, nobody wants consolation prizes. But like Jalen Hurts was every bit the superstar on the Philly side of things in the same way that Patrick Mahomes was, and it's very hard and it's very difficult to assign too much blame to Philadelphia's offense for not winning a Super Bowl in which they scored. 35 points, possessed the ball yeah. for 36 minutes, and went 13 of 20 on third and fourth downs. Yeah. The defense was didn't get any pressure. The defense didn't get any pressure. Pack got the, the ball problem. out, right? Right. It was what, 56% of his dropbacks were under two and a half seconds? Two and a half or, seconds? Or, yeah. Or quicker. Like, he did exactly what we all thought the Chiefs were going to have to do throughout this playoff run. Yeah. Get the ball out quickly. And they mitigate, did. And they mitigate com- the rush. They completely neutralized what was the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm just surprised that Jonathan Gannon didn't make an adjustment. He just he felt like this is what got me here. I'm just gonna go down with this being our model, and like I can appreciate that because I'm not changing too much. But you got to do something. Jonathan Gannon's like, hey, Jalen Hurts, don't fumble the ball for no reason, and let's cover a punt. You know. <laughs> so. Oh man. Best Super Bowl you guys have ever seen. No, no, and, and wow. maybe, maybe but what's quick? What? No, because you know what? The damn call ruined the whole game. It really did. It's a hold, Joe. I'm not. We're not doing this. It's a hold. They missed mm-hmm. one earlier in the game where Juju was running a crossing route and he got held. They missed one. So okay. it took, took the so, life so, right out of the game. Are are you yeah. justifying that call based on the fact that they missed a call it's, 20 minutes earlier in the game clock as a makeup call? But it's a hold. It completely changed the entire dynamic of the entire play when he when he made contact with him. I'm not, we're not doing this. If you're James Bradbury, though, like you in hindsight probably should have just let it go, right? Like, right, just not. It's, not it's better, do, not it's better to right, get cooked exactly. for a touchdown with a minute and forty seconds left right. when your offense needs a touchdown with one timeout than it is right. to give up the first down on a five yard defensive Correct. holding penalty. Yeah, live live with the result of the ball being 
completely placed and, and, and the guy making the, the right spot and yeah. make the catch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was a hold. You know who is super relieved that James Bradbury held? Even if it, I, I think it was a soft call, but regardless, it's, that's neither here nor there. I don't want to get into that. Uh, Debo Samuel and the San Francisco 49ers are very relieved that James Bradbury. What What the hell? What the hell? These guys just, they just talking, they just talking, talking. The game was stolen from us. Bradbury's trash. Did Joe, did you see this? No, I haven't seen any of this. Brad, who no, did you go whining, with? Was it, like was, all it week uh, was it I am athlete? They, Debo went on with I am athlete and, and straight up called James Bradbury like total trash and garbage. And I said saw the Robbie Gold comments. Robbie Gold said tough scenes for Robbie Gold said if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, you're probably going to have a pretty good day defensively. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, what's the need to like minimize your opponent? Like, that doesn't achieve anything. It just makes you look worse. So I don't get that at all. Sure, Debo very relieved. Although he probably wouldn't have cared. But Chris, I'm glad you think that's a hold. I'm. I am. That that's something we'll we'll file away for when we revisit old Sauce Gardner and some of his antics Uh-oh. over there at Boundary Corner. Get his ass. Yeah. It's defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, you're damn right he is. You're you're damn right. Good football player. But listen, if they called that against Sauce, I would probably say it was Sticky Tack. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, let me let me get there first, and let me enjoy the Super Bowl <laughs> moment. Then I'll get upset. But as a neutral observer, I thought it was a hold. You, I maybe perhaps were you, were you neutral? I, were you neutral I, observer? I, I maybe perhaps had a couple of dollars on the outcome of the. Of I the did game too. I told you I put real money down. But they are who we thought they were, and we. Left. Yeah. Oh, Denny Chris, Green. And Chris said had a couple dollars on it. Okay. Neutral hey, neutral observer bucks. who had dollars on the outcome of the game. Get piped. I, hit, I didn't have the Chiefs. <laughs> I didn't have the Chiefs. I didn't have the Chiefs. I had a parlay that involved some other stuff. Looks like a developing situation in Kyle's office. We have a rug down now. Well, this is a different angle. Yeah, this we, is something's something's going on here. What, what are we're we back doing? to the new? When I first moved in, okay, I put the desk. Story time, the soliloquy the, time with Kyle Krabs. Here we in go. the Everybody middle of this back, wall, your microphones, so I drink. could shoot this way and I could shoot this way. I wanted to have two backdrops, so I said, you know what? From a floor space perspective, this isn't very effective. So I moved yeah. the desk all the way back against this wall. Respect it. You and did what's I, best for you and your family. That's right. And not not the the versatility of cameras. That's right. All right. Dig it. Okay. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs. Anything else? Um, With the game? Thoughts uh, Thoughts on the commercial slash the halftime show. I feel like everyone wants our thoughts on this. They. they I promise you, they, they don't want the thoughts of a 35, yeah. 30, <laughs> no, they 29 no, year old. Oh, I, I'll say something. Um, oh, boy. I like... I like Rihanna songs. I really do. Um, I think there's, as a country music enthusiast, like I've growing up, like she was a big part of the pop scene. And I, you know, of course I dabbled a lot more with that when I was younger than now. She didn't sing. She didn't sing, man. Hold oh, on. you're okay. Hold you're, on. you're, your team lip sync. How, I'm, how big of an exception are we going to take with Rihanna lip syncing when she is up there pregnant performing her ass off at the Super Bowl? I respect the hell out. Hundreds of feet in the sky. Right. They did, I mean, they did the one pan out shot. Like, God, it was visually fun to watch. It she's was visually like fun to watch. She's at the 200 level at the 50-yard line. 
visually fun to watch. I think those outfits in the dancing was something, something to behold. Um, the trash bag. Um, whatever those were going on there. Uh, Oompa Loompa I Marshmallows. Was, I thought it was a good time. <laughs> Oompa Loompa Marshmallows. Rihanna has I was a entertained. lot of good songs. From and, that perspective, I was entertained. Right, and that's an what, that's, that, and that's what the box is supposed to check. Are you entertained or not? I it, was, and she has a lot of bangers. She's got a lot of good songs. It took me back I don't think she sang SOS, time. though, did she? I don't think she, she did, did not, Joe. That's, yeah, that was a problem I, for me. That's tough. That's a great because I had a you. me and my wife. We had like a little thing, like what song she was going to sing, and I got her on Umbrella. My wife said, "No, she's not singing Umbrella." I was like, "No, she's singing Umbrella." That's a good segue song, yeah. and I think that's exactly well, how they used it as a segue song. She, she got me did, too because Carlos Santana's guitar riff started playing, <laughs> and you thought, he and was I was coming. like, I was like, you got. I mean, you're you give me Carlos Santana playing the guitar, I'll be pretty happy. And then it was just now. Nah, Chris said the, the guitar. <laughs> I was very happy. I love Carl Santana. Uh, um, I give it. I give it. I give it a A an A plus. An A plus. I was going to give it an eight out of ten. Last year was so good. I thought last, last year was, year's was awesome. I thought last year's was better than this year's. To be honest, Katy Katy Perry though, I still think is my favorite. Wow, that's. I think you're yeah, that's not surprising. There, yeah, I think you're Katy Perry's my favorite halftime I've ever seen with so the left shark. Oh my god, the whole thing. You want to talk about visually fun? That was fun. That's fair. That's fair. That that was like. Super Bowl halftime Rick and Morty episode where it's just they just <laughs> threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. Say, so here you go. Overstimulus. Overstimulus. Rihanna's was simple. Thought it was clean. Good music. I give it an 8 out of 10. How about um, much respect for the national anthem as well? Chris, Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. Yeah. He's a dude. Yeah. That, I, saw the, uh, I saw the Shaq meme. Uh, I owe you an apology. I wasn't familiar with your game. Um, and I thought that was very relevant to Stapleton's mm-hmm. national anthem performance. I thought it was very, very good. We're going to talk about this, this, this Tubi commercial that got everybody except me, I guess. Well, my wife was sleeping and she's like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Cause she heard like the, I was like, uh, it's, it's a commercial. I didn't do anything. I was closest to the remote in my living room and my brother looked over at me like, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at the remote and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. No, you fell for it. Then you fell for it. They got you. I'm not afraid to admit that. I I knew that I wasn't doing something though. Cause I was looking at the remote on the TV stand in front of me. I, I was very surprised and, and job well done by Tubi because we're, talking about yeah, we're talking about oh, they, yeah they, they, they win because while got youtube tv right. has the nfl sunday ticket which we are all going to get so it doesn't matter what tubi offers <laughs> poor one out for tubi but right. um <laughs> well well done from a viral how about the uh i thought the blue moon commercial was a good one too where they were fighting whether it was a miller light or a coors light commercial and they were like fighting in the bar and then they were like, at the very end, it was like Miller Lite and then Coors Light. And then they pulled it off the table and it was like, actually, it's a Blue Moon commercial. And they just put a Blue Moon on at the very end. I thought it was very creative to not mention Blue Moon until uh, the third and second last words in the entire commercial to acknowledge your product. I thought it was very bold of them to give Coors Light and Miller Lite more airtime on their commercial and then still come away and left a lasting impression on me. So. It was a good one. The Binky Dad, Chris, I don't expect you to sympathize with Binky Dad, but Joe, Binky Dad. I saw the commercial. but yeah, I know was... you did, but you, you skipped this chapter. 
I regret I to inform everybody that I really didn't watch commercials. I was at, we, it was very loud where I was, and so the commercials were kind of an afterthought. But like a couple, the two v one, the entire room kind of. Was I go like, on. Ooh. I went on Twitter during the commercials. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't. I, I was checking my. I was checking my bets during the commercials. What Your I needed bets? on the ensuing drive. I had won yeah. the money line, Kansas City Chiefs. I won. Oh, that's a great job! Congratulations. Yeah. So you that means we a successful draft dudes underdog money line parlay for the Super Bowl. There we go. Take it. Great job. Big uh, mock draft over at thedraftnetwork.com. Brentley Weisman. He he's gone down the rabbit hole. He says I'm going to do an entire mock draft without doing any trades. So everyone's staying where they're at. I don't think that's true. Doing? I think there was trades. The title of the mock draft is Mocking Without Trades. So if he in the mock draft then traded, then I would like to have a conversation with Brentley Wiseman. I haven't seen this. I'm just reading the title. I'm pretty sure I looked at this last night, and I'm pretty sure there's trades. Now, I could look like a complete clown right now, but I'm pretty sure there was No, there's trades. no trades. I just scrolled through the oh. whole thing. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, John. Right. really appreciate your welcome. contributions here. Really today. on top of my facts today. Uh, all right. Here we go. Chicago Bears, number one, Will Anderson, Jr., Edge from Alabama. The Texans, number two, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, number three. The Cardinals take Jalen Carter, interior defensive lineman from Georgia. Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky, goes to the Colts at four. Tyree Wilson, edge, Texas Tech, five to the Seattle Seahawks. Chalk. It's those chalk five names in some order, right? I would say right now, for my expectation, that is all chalk. Yeah, if there's no trades, that, that's kind of what I'd expect it to be. The Lions at six take Devin Witherspoon, corner from Illinois. Mm. Seven, Super Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. The, the Lions at number seven take C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. You mean the Raiders? Atlanta at number eight. Raiders Sorry, did I? What, who, who, who it said I the say? Lions at seven. The, yeah, so the Raiders at seven take C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. Uh, at eight, the Atlanta Falcons select Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson. Number nine, the Panthers select Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. Ten, the Philadelphia Eagles select Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon. And that's uh, through ten. Graph needs to math. Almost sped right through the stop sign. Almost just, almost just kept calling. <laughs> Super Lionsy pick there, like style of player we've seen Brad Holmes and and Dan Campbell go after there with Devin Witherspoon. Do you do you like you know, the value? No, I don't. Um, um, who is that, Mister Stinky Poop or whatever that guy is? It's close enough. I'm going to mark that down as a win for you. That's a win for us. That's a win for us. <laughs> These guys watch it. I can't believe Chris is in on this dumb show. It's a great show. What do you mean it's a dumb that's show? It's just, a great surprises show. Me. Stinky poop. Surprises me. I'm pretty sure that's his name. I'm not far off. You like that? You like that? You know who else watches Rick and Morty? Kirk Cousins. No way. Yes, he does because he did the ooh wee. That means he watches the show. That doesn't seem very Kirk Cousinsy to be watching that. Anthony Richardson to the Panthers. Eh, I don't know about that. Man, I, I. How underwhelming would it be to, to participate and get that quarterback? Just, no, just for this to be like a four year saga for you. And like, look, Richardson's got great tools. I watched a little bit of him over the weekend. Uh, from a tools perspective, he's the most compelling quarterback in the class. Mm hmm. But there, the the variance of outcomes on any given play is more high variance than any of the other three quarterbacks as well. So for Carolina, do I think he could be a Cam Newton type quarterback for Carolina, and you can lean heavily on him early in his career 
running the ball and hope that he continues to develop as a passer so he can become a more robust passer of the quarterback uh, of the ball? Yes, I do. And I think he could start right away. But if you're Carolina and you have made this this big thing, whether intentionally or unintentionally, for four years, and Richardson with the variance of outcomes that you could possibly get with him being the guy that you hit your wagon to with a top 10 pick would just be that that'd be a tough, tough one for me personally. But I get it. He's the last one available. Yeah. If you don't get him, you're not getting one. Right. So. In a non-trade mock draft, I think this is the world where Carolina would have to live. I think I think just if Carolina stays at nine, this I think that's my favorite thing about this mock draft, and it's all about presenting scenarios. And so if they don't trade, this is the world they have to live in. Yes. The Titans at 11 take Paris Johnson Jr. Offensive tackle, Ohio Love State. It. The Houston Texans Love at 12 select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. At 13, the New York Jets select Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. 14, the New England Patriots select Quinton Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. And at 15, the Green Bay Packers select Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. Great stretch of picks. Is there a team you would less trust with Quinton Johnston than the New England Patriots? Oh, yeah, for sure. That would be <laughs> – I mean, that's not a good – a good skill set for them. Maybe things are different with Bill O'Brien, I guess. Um, maybe. Maybe, yeah. It wouldn't be my favorite landing spot for him. I understand the need. I, I think I think all of these picks are really logical in this stretch. I love Broderick Jones and the Jets. Hope that doesn't happen. Pick number 16, the Washington Commanders select Joey Porter Jr., corner from Penn State. At 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle from Northwestern. At 18, the Detroit Lions select B. John Robinson, running back from Texas. That's Kirk Cousins, by the way. That's Kirk Cousins. I mean, you, you, tell, you, you committed multiple channels to this. You, you tell me if that's Kirk Cousins quoting Rick and Morty or not. At number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. And at number 20, the Seattle Seahawks. What a Seahawks pick this is. John Michael Schmitz, interior offensive lineman Holy from Minnesota. Cow. So they get Tyree Wilson and John Michael Schmitz? <laughs> it's good. It's a good draft. Mm. Well done. We've been mocking Michael Schmitz in Seattle for like half a year. He fits. If the shoe fits, right? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I love Bijan to Detroit. I'm sorry. I love oh, it. Now look at you now being in on the Bijan train. When was I not in on it? Yeah, there have been times in these mocks where he gets mocked. This Joe, Isaiah like, Pacheco. Do they, do they really rush. need a yeah, running back? That's a good point. That's a good point. Isaiah Pacheco, 15 Isaiah carries Pacheco. for 75 yards. Yeah. I believe I believe I saw our friend Eric Galco mention that this was the first non-first-round uh, rookie running back to rush for more than 75 yards in a Super Bowl ever. He got him in the seventh round. Wow. Now you're sitting here caping for Bijan Robinson at 18. And just Maybe. want some consistency with your opinions. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you're right. I've been exposed. It's best player available at 18, right? At the end of the day, it's the best player available at 18. And how they want to play football. Right. He's perfect. Right. I'm in. You don't think Ben Johnson's going to be able to scheme up some good things there? I don't know. They could probably just get like, I mean, hell is backup Roshan Johnson in like the fourth round. It's, Make Get a different player. Yeah. Yeah. Pick number 21, forfeited by the Miami Dolphins. Pick Just number 22. It exist. The Los Angeles Chargers select Dalton Kincaid tight end from Utah. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. Yeah. To save pick 21 again. 
23, the Baltimore Ravens select Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from Tennessee. Minnesota at pick number 24 selects Emmanuel Forbes, corner from Mississippi State. Mm. And at 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Luke Musgrave, tight end Oregon State. 23 first round tight ends. 23 and 24 off the rails, huh? Hyatt, Hyatt at 23 and 24 was who? Emmanuel, Emmanuel Forbes. Forbes. I mean, the Ravens don't have that type of player. Um, they don't. And even if Tyler Huntley is their quarterback, I mean, Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley. I mean, my favorite thing about him at Utah was the deep ball. That's a good point. Serve some up to Jalen Hyatt, baby. Let's go. 26, the New York Giants select Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. At 27, the Dallas Cowboys select Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. Oh. At twenty, at 28, the hmm. Buffalo Bills select Joe Tipman, offense center from there you Wisconsin. Go, at number 29, the Cincinnati Bengals select Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. I'll give you the last couple ones. 30, the Saints select Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman from Florida. At 31, the Philadelphia Eagles select Lucas Van Ness, edge from Iowa. And at 32, the Kansas City Chiefs select Brian Brissee, interior defensive lineman from Clemson. Cowboys fans are going to kill him, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they, they don't want Bijan at 27. Now they got to Jameer Gibbs. Bold choice, my guy. I love Jackson Smith and Jigma to the Giants. I think that's exactly the type of receiver that would thrive with Brian Dable in that offense. Wait, Joe, what's going on behind you? What do you mean? Uh, we got like a little Jurassic Park situation. You got that fern, and I'm watching it bob up and down like there's a velociraptor hiding back there. Can you <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, there's no wild. There's nothing behind me that, that's alive. That that branch that is pointed directly at your computer screen over top of your it's, left it's ear moving. right now. It's wild. It was doing this like yeah. when the kids I mean, how are is in the possible? RV parked out in front of the T-Rex enclosure and the rain is coming down on the sunroof. You guys are joking with me. And then they look up and the lamb is gone and the kid's back there with the night vision goggles and he looks up and Hold boom, on. the lamb just drops down on the, the glass ceiling of the RV and it's been shredded in half. What? Now he, he got up, that? he's jumping up and down. Also, that was not a very good, not a very good jump. <laughs> I see that it is moving. I, I, I right, see it. right, Joe. We're concerned about you, buddy. Okay, there's nothing in there. Okay, I mean, okay. and I was hoping that like maybe the the vent above it was blowing, and it's not. Well, oh, that's that what that jump was. was. That's what the jump was. Yeah, I was trying to feel it. I got we got nine foot ceilings in here. I didn't realize that was <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an effort. Th- we got that three inch vertical on tape. Yeah, yeah. Too, so. yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of tough. I was hoping with my reach, I would be able to cover a lot of the ground, but it's a little higher up there than I thought. Um, Chris, give me the last three again. I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> sure, you were reading off you know, and I'm watching this I, thing just. <laughs> I believe I closed it, but I'll try to do it off of memory. I believe it was the Saints took Osiris Torrance. Torrance. Uh, the the Eagles took Lucas Van Ness, and the Chiefs took Brian Brzee. Those are the last three picks. Or, the, yeah, the Chiefs took Brian Brzee. Zay Flowers is an interesting pick for the Bengals. I guess he's what? anticipating T. Higgins being, being gone. I guess. It's a very different type of player, but right. I think that – if you were going to sell me on a pass catcher, you could probably sell me easier on Darnell Washington to have another size player that you could throw open. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be four first round tight ends. Four. Four. We probably haven't had, had four in we the had last Mayer, five years. We had Mayer, Musgrave. Kincaid. He put Kincaid in. I totally yeah. spaced out. Yeah. When was that? Yeah. Uh, that was a, several was, picks Was that ago. the Chargers? Uh, Chargers. Was the the Chargers. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Duly noted. We know it. Nice Pez Pez dispenser you got there, Joe. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's part of my morning. Is it Care Bear? It's pest, Care Bear it's pest, pest dispenser? It, yeah, it's Care Bear. Yeah, yeah that, that's uh, Binky Dad 2.0 right there. Never know what you're Not gonna everybody's going to get that commercial, but we got it. We got it. Well, Joe didn't because he didn't watch it. And Chris right. didn't because he didn't watch it either. He was checking on his bets. Um, anything else before we wrap up here? Put a bow on this thing. 2022-2023 season in the books. I, I do. I have one thing. Okay. I have one you thing. just said no, but that's fine. You can go ahead. Well, I, well, I, I forgot. I, I would like an apology. Um, from yes, Kyle J. Krabs. I, I already gave you your flowers in the TDM Premium Discord. I know, but uh, mm-hmm. I want it here on the show. I want very, my apology. Very, very well done by you to Thank you. Uh, point out the uh, thought process of Derek Carr forcing his release as compared to facilitating a trade to the New Orleans Saints. Thank you. I guess the um, compounding factor here that was not factored for when we discussed this last was uh, the Saints not only wanted to restructure Derek Carr's contract, they wanted him to take a pay cut. And that being something that was a truth, I'm sure aided Derek's situation to say, you know what? If you only take a pay cut, you're not just going to restructure me? Then come get me. So job well done by you. Thank you. Thank you. He's going to get cut like today. The, the, the free agency sweepstakes for Derek Carr are going to begin shortly. Right, because he can sign at any point once he hits the Correct. market. Because his he contract is terminated. Heads. It was not an Correct. expiring contract. Correct. Are there any other players start. like that? Um, I'm sure there are. I'm, I'm just sure they're, the, the teams will just keep them on their existing contracts, right? Like there are No, players I mean, who... is there any other players who are have been cut oh. that could sign right now if they wanted to? I, I'm, I'm unsure. I don't believe that there are off the top of my head. Tom Brady could come out of retirement, right? He's filed the paperwork. He's done. JJ Watt was unaware of the paperwork. You can't, you, you can't just file new paperwork. It's a one time, one time only well, one. Once you file the paperwork, it's, it's kind of. Acknowledged you're, you're done. Now, maybe he comes back. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, Draft Dudes in the books, as is the 2022 season in its entirety. Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. We hope you will come back and see us. Thanks to our friends over at Ben Online for their continued support of the show as well. We hope to see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.